Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Happy now, Thursday night. Yes. Welcome to our our podcast. This is the part I don't get. I'm Bay and I'm Jay and this is episode 55. 55. Yeah. Yeah. 55. Five. Yes. It's a two-digit palindrome. <laughs> <laughs> if that's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how has your week been? You're wearing like a sweater. It's like so nice outside, isn't it? I know. This room is always cold. I think I wouldn't know because I haven't I think there are outside. ghosts in here. <laughs> What? <laughs> I said I wouldn't know because I haven't been physically outside of my house in <laughs> at least 24 to 40. Not hours. even to take the dogs for a walk. That's I I I go out just to stretch That's my, my legs. husband's job. Uh, um no, okay. we went we went for a walk with the dogs last night. So that oh, was my you, quota. you put in your work. Yeah. Yeah. When the quarantine hit, I didn't quite realize like you know, like at first I was I, like, you know, I like let's say I went out to the the put something in the trash. I was like, holy cow, I haven't been outside in days. You know, <laughs> like I'll like, I stand on like the back court, like, like the back steps to like, let the dogs out and let them back in. But that's about it. Not like, so I, and like, we open the windows and get for the fresh air in and stuff like that. But I remember like oh, many man, that times would be, in that'd this be past, rough for me. past calendar year where I'm like, whoa, yeah, I need to leave this home. <laughs> Well, I started a, uh, a sugar detox, uh, well doing my best. Yeah. It's just, it was like, Good a, luck. A, yeah, no, it, I started on Tuesday. It's like a, it's only three days. That was a big reason I did. it. <laughs> okay. That's not too bad. Three days. Isn't yeah. Bad. So yeah. What it's, is, what does a detox entail? So basically you can't have like any sugar or carbs, which no I will bread. tell you, it's definitely no bread, no okay. Um, like they even said like no fruit or anything. So it's like um, the Atkins which, diet or paleo kind kinda, of kind of or um what's it called? Maybe keto. Yeah. Kind of like that, I guess. I mean keto yeah. you can and have then, carbs, it's just very few. Okay. Yeah. So um it's like that for three days, and then you like introduce like on day four, you have like a piece of fruit or something, and then like <laughs> I, I'm not going to do it that strictly though. Cause I'm not going to last, but I, then you start to incorporate, like, I think complex carbs. I, okay. I need to do a little more research on what, how to exactly Maybe. reintroduce. Maybe I'm winging it. I'm winging <laughs> it because yeah. Cause I, I, I kind of based it off of like a few different articles I read and like, you know, there are some that are like 30 days, but I'm like, but I mean, you can do more. So what's I, I think the you end have goal? More to not be addicted to sugar or... Yeah, I just felt like I was getting a little out of control with the carbs and the sugar um, <laughs> because someone had to go and buy Cold Stone, like a ton of it. <laughs> and it was just like every night I was like, just, I was just going- Can I just you say know, the least like appealing thing to me is when they sing. Oh, like, see, the, I would, this was the best because it was DoorDash, so we didn't have oh, to deal with okay. any of that shit. Yeah. I mean, they probably don't do it now. I mean, they might because of COVID. I'm yeah. not sure. I remember like dreading when someone would put oh my like, God, a I know. in there or whatever. I'm like, like, don't uh, you put that tip in there? Don't uh, you do it? <laughs> I'd be like, can I tip you to not sing? It like makes <laughs> my social anxiety bells go off so hard. I don't yeah, even it's like know that, how to explain it. That pressure to like react. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess that's good. As long as it's not like a diet per se, like you're just no. trying to, oh, yeah, you're no. just trying to like reorganize your brain's closet, if you will. And also like... my body. I, I feel like maybe it was getting like too physically addictive and I wanted okay. to just like kind of rid myself just to see because I've never yeah. done a detox or any sort of like kind of where I change it up that much so I have wanted to do that I've wanted to do like the sugar part like yeah um you know maybe just no sweets like no sweets of any kind so no no candy no no sugar like 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 you know sugar sugar not yeah, like the yeah, kind that's carbs. a bread or fruit yeah I mean, 
but I don't know if I can't. Well, that's you know another how thing I am is with my love affair of ice cream. <laughs> well, like no, I was kind of like eating a ton of fruit, and I'm like, this can't really be that good for you, even though it's fruit. Like, I'm like. I, I just felt like it was just like my energy level was up and down. So I was like, maybe this can like reset my system. And well, just like- I'm the same way with melon. You know, who's got the best fruit is whole foods. I mean, I'm telling oh, you, really? those people know how to, mm-hmm. they know how to pick them. <laughs> they know how to chop them. They know how to do you pay everything extra, in but, there. You know, I yeah. have never had a bad piece of fruit from whole foods. My God, this is not, well, that's good this to is know. not a paid endorse them, <laughs> but it should be because i'm telling you they the soups too mm. that's one thing that i can eat no matter how sick i am is their melon gets me and i tell you it, it's just so refreshing like you know i know you don't like the honeydew but like i'll have the honeydew you can have the cantaloupe and then we'll split it match. and have a good old <laughs> you know <laughs> but this is really funny because my topic is all about food yay <laughs> i think i think it's my turn to go first yeah i think it is well, um so I, I, I did a segue for you <laughs> it's i mean you had no idea how segue that so really funny. was so we actually got an email so i'm gonna read yay! the email first and um that that segues again into into the topic um <laughs> And actually this email is from, I believe it's, it's from as far back as January. So I do apologize. Oh Lord. It's the end of January. Okay. The end of January, but still <laughs> <clears throat> from one of our very dear friends, Andrew. Um, uh, he wrote us an email that says, would love to know what famous foods have weird origins. I recently oh was shocked to learn that the graham cracker started out as a food that was meant to suppress sexual desires. Um, and he even went as far as to link. Um, uh, <laughs> the references. Link. Yeah. Um, and then he says, truthfully, the part I still don't get is that even if the original graham cracker was bland, how did he think that was supposed to stop people from having sex? but it can't be the only food that has an unusual story like that. So just throwing a potential idea out there. That's for a you, good one. If you thought it was as interesting as I did. And yes, Andrew, I did find it as interesting as you did. And it is going to be a portion of my topic for tonight. So the link that he provided for us was from smithsonianmag.com. And you know, if it comes from the Smithsonian, it's probably pretty good. So the original vision for graham crackers had little to do with s'mores. The crackers were marketed and designed as a diet food to help people cut down their sexual urges. The creator of the graham crackers name is actually Sylvester Graham. Gotta love that. So he named the, the, the cracker after himself. Uh, he was a highly religious man. He was very interested in diets, uh, I guess, ahead of his time in a way for the 1800s and concerned that the world had a morality problem. So Graham was a vegetarian. Again, you know, didn't know that was really a thing uh, 200 some odd years ago. I didn't you know. know. I thought it was like you get what you get and you don't. I exactly exactly back then for sure so he believed that eating foods without spice or sugar um without processed flour and without chemicals was the way to avoid thoughts of sex well any that is kind of what people are doing now but not for that reason any naughty things he felt what would be (laughs) so sugar is the root of all apparently your detox is is up Graham's alley. You, you can be our, our guinea pig to let us know if this is <laughs> also helping you with morality <laughs> issues that you may or may not have. I will keep a, a, a naughty thoughts journal and let you guys know <laughs> for next week. Very technical term, <laughs> naughty thoughts. Um, and he was also, uh, I believe, a Presbyterian minister. So I think that that's definitely a big reason as to why he was a little preoccupied with these ideas. I feel like sometimes people get a little too intense 
um, when they're thinking about um, when they're when they have a lot going on in one particular area, you know, I feel like sometimes that can spiral out into other ways. So I guess he was really, really focusing on, you know, people being good, you know, and uh, moral. And then I yeah. uh, probably I can only imagine got him thinking about, well, if they're not good, then why? Um, you know, so he's a religious man. He was interested in diets and he thought, you know, let's make a food that doesn't have spice or sugar or processed flour, no chemicals. And this will help everyone's situation, you know, and <laughs> it'll keep them healthy and they won't uh, have naughty thoughts. And little so, did he know what we would do with them. <laughs> so to help people follow that diet, he created these crackers um, named after himself, the Graham Cracker. In present day, Graham Crackers now do have sugar and spices right. in them. But Graham's like, original cracker, like Andrew said in the email, were like a tiny, tiny bit sweet and a tiny bit nutty. But for the most part, they were just totally bland. So that... I tried to look for other um, food origins and I really didn't find a whole lot that I felt was really worthy of sharing. There were some odd anecdotal stories that I was like, there's no way this is accurate, you know, from like these really like interesting, not even, not even list 21, but other, <laughs> other websites where it's just like lists of stuff. Um, and then I thought about another Adam ruins everything episode and I remembered the truth about bacon so I thought that that would really be the main part of my uh story so do you like bacon oh I do and I had it for breakfast this morning <laughs> did you really oh well this yeah. is very timely you and I are just oh, no. seeking minds right now. <laughs> I'm scared so, <laughs> bacon is definitely that was the one food that I really I found that had a very an interesting marketing origin and that was really the only one that I could really find that was as interesting as the origin story of the graham cracker <laughs> so bacon has as I'm sure you know it's like a popular part of pop culture now you know like oh, it's in all yeah. kinds bacon of things. everything yeah bacon it, socks bacon exactly ice cream. it's on t-shirts it's on socks it's in memes it's everywhere everything also has bacon flavor in it now it's like a, it's a craze. It's a fad, a phenomenon. So the reason why bacon is so popular today is because of yet another clever marketing ploy. Marketing. <laughs> and this was it? a ploy, but I know, right? You just like, you think you're not susceptible, but you yeah. are. And it's probably generational too, because we weren't even alive when this all started. So um, it was a marketing ploy by the pork industry that was designed to cover up the health risks of bacon and get us to eat more <laughs> bacon. <laughs> that worked. So in the 1980s, people were very fat phobic in the US. And that I think is where we got a big surge of like aerobics classes and you eating know, disorders. Like, <laughs> what, what was it? Um, sweating, sweating to the oldies, you know, all that, you know, working out with Jane Fonda, the fun stuff, you know, and like wearing, uh, you know, all sorts of like things to like sweat things out, the like workout a, outfits alone, or the <laughs> trash bags. Did people wear trash bags? Uh, yeah, like those sweatsuits. Yeah, yeah, that's um, healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so the pork industry had no trouble selling and marketing the leaner cuts of meat, like the tenderloin. But the pork board is what they kept calling it in the episode. Couldn't figure out how to sell like the fattier parts of the, of the pig, such as bacon. So they teamed up with the fast food industry, which is very smart on their part <laughs> in order to make empires. it easier, I know, to sell and get more people interested in eating bacon. In the 1990s, the idea was conceived apparently poolside in Orlando. The Pork Board's national marketing manager was hanging out with none other than Hardy's president, Bob Autry. And he came, and so Bob Autry came up with the Frisco burger, and that had bacon on it. And after that premiered, other fast food restaurants followed in suit and started having bacon in their 
um, in their sandwiches as well. I mean, even Taco Bell has bacon in it, which is really? like the last thing that I would think of when I think of Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. And now we think of like the Baconator and like there's so many bacon yeah like wendy's options yeah. out there yeah so taco bell has a wendy's has a mcdonald's mm. has it burger king has bacon there's a lot of bacon out there i'm assuming chick-fil-a doesn't have bacon because it's mainly all chicken right but i don't know yeah that's a good no um i think there might arby's be one has sandwich the meats, has bacon. so arby's has <laughs> gotta have bacon <laughs> yeah um so it's now a pop pop culture phenomenon. And in my personal opinion, it's kind of a ridiculous fad. I mean, it's almost, it's like, I feel like bacon it's a little and avocados, you know, like for oh, some yeah. reason we gotta have avocados on everything and bacon on everything. And um, llamas. <laughs> no, llamas. <laughs> yes. Don't you dare, okay? Oh, that's right. Llamas can be on everything. <laughs> no, not llamas. Something. Something similar. I don't know. Some animal that I feel but like it's is on definitely everything. like that. It's like uh, there was a year where mustaches were on everything. And then, you know, now <laughs> we're putting a unicorn horn on everything. <laughs> yes. Like the poop oh emoji. my God. I've never yep. understood that why there needs to be a unicorn horn on a poop emoji. <laughs> like the two do not coincide in my world, but that's just me. Call me crazy. But anyway, it's on everything. Um, it's on uh, there's bacon cupcakes there's even bacon a's like bacon mayonnaise which i think is disgusting bacon lip balm there's bacon flavored chocolate and there is a bacon film festival out there now and there's kevin bacon there is Great kevin after. bacon and it's funny that you should, <laughs> you should i know especially He's one of your faves my my um, my childhood crush everyone. river wild footloose anyone <laughs> um so it's funny that you mentioned um someone named bacon because seven out of every one million baby boys are named bacon in the u.s no their first name <laughs> yes wow yeah. wait first seven name. out of how many one million. million so it's not a lot it's not a lot but but it's enough it's, that it's, it's enough. a statistic it's enough I mean, if you think about it, like I remember Macon, like with an yeah, F. Macon was like mm. the name I think of the main <laughs> character in Beautiful Creatures, and I remember thinking, oh, that's a cool name. So I guess Bacon's just one letter off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I like Bacon, and Bacon's yeah. definitely a la a last name, like you said, Kevin Bacon, Francis Bacon. There's a lot of Bacon's yeah. out there, but. You know, let's just plop that in the first name category there, you know, and that's what people are doing. Seven out of every one million people are doing that. Um, I'd love to meet the the next girl. I mean, it's bacon. It's better than apple. I'll say that. I would choose bacon over apple for a name. Really? Hmm. I don't know. It does. Apple is prettier. Really? It just sounds prettier and it's also i just like think a it's much like cooler like healing hey guys, looking food. i'm bacon <laughs> well then that mind, just reminds it me of, better that just reminds me of like sunbathing or something i'm bacon oh I'm, I'm bacon and i'm bacon <laughs> or, or like you're baking cupcakes Cup hey bacon you want to go bacon we're oh gonna go God. bacon <laughs> The, uh, yeah, so the puns would be endless. That you could say, I don't know. I just, and like, also, like, I hope whoever's named Bacon is, is, I, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I, I shouldn't say this, but, you know, what if they were like larger? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, they're already going to, people would be to that. They're person? already going to get teased anyway, but yeah, to be bigger. Yeah. That would suck. I mean, like, I don't care what they look like or what their name is. They do. Yeah, them, but that's just you know? like. But I can cool. imagine other people would be terribly mean to bacon. Yeah. If bacon, little bacon was a little bigger. You know, yeah. there are so many jokes that could be made um, yeah. at, at little bacon's expense. So I, I would definitely know. have to go by, like, well, you can't even go by bake. Like, <laughs> no, you can't. Bay. Acon. <laughs> yeah there you go con <laughs> like play aiken aiken hey aiken <laughs> there you go i don't know so 
On the flip side, there's a lot of evidence that consuming processed meats can, of course, increase your chances of getting cancer. Several health groups even rank bacon, um, the food, not, not the child, um, slash adult. I don't know how many adults are named bacon, but um, rank bacon and other processed meats as known carcinogens. Um, on Adam's on Adam ruins everything. They said that if you were to eat one hot dog a day or a club sandwich a day, that it could increase your chances of colorectal cancer by twenty percent. But I mean, like a club sandwich a day—that's a—that's a yeah—that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a big—that's that's a commitment. A you know, every day. I mean, I love me a club sandwich, but that's like maybe but once every, a week. Yeah, but you're not eating that every day. So I believe yeah. it because who is out there eating that every day? And Or a hot dog every day? Oh, my God. I know. Although when you think about like people feed their kids hot dogs because it's easy, you oh know. Oh, my God. When I, when I moved to, when I moved out of state to go to college, I ate hot dogs all the time because it was really so, so easy yeah and of course we bought the ones that had cheese on the inside so, I don't think I would eat it today but I remember eating many a cheese-filled hot dog and you wonder why you got sick <laughs> I, know. I know right or you know, freshman 15 yeah right yeah about <laughs> 30 I don't know where that came from I know <clears throat> pass the cheesy hot dog please um <laughs> So there, of course, is no surprise that it's also linked to heart disease and obesity. And according to the New York Times, the pork and beef industries have actually known about this, about the health risks since the 70s. Oh, big shock. Um, they've known that their products could be linked to health issues since the 70s. But of course, who would want us to know about that? Probably not them, considering it's their livelihood. So they were even allowed to make their own line edits to the USDA dietary guidelines in 1977. What? So they could change like the words um, to make them it's sound a little more appealing. They wanted to make sure that people didn't decrease their meat consumption. And in 2015, the US um, was gonna create uh, another new dietary guideline and the meat industry ended up giving over $10.8 million in political contributions and over $9 million in lobbying money um, during that time. So uh, just think about it the next time you eat <laughs> your club yeah. sandwich. Um, I myself am not a huge bacon person. It's just like a whole freaking process to make. I would rather scramble me some yeah, it and takes, call it a day. It takes a while. Yeah. So yeah. But if I'm it's okay like at a restaurant, it. yeah. And if you have it on yeah. a sandwich, it just makes biting into the so sandwich much harder. Because it's like well that you gotta get it crispy. To, it's hard to get through. And then like half that means the sandwich it's not crispy falls enough. out in your hands. It's just a whole mess. So I'm okay not <laughs> eating it. Um but I remember like that smell of when it cooks you know like when you wake up in the morning yes oh, mom dad whoever's making bacon <laughs> and then like you know and that was like a moment yeah because yeah, i pretty much make it like once a week like for breakfast and it just it stays in the house all day and it's like this like that smell. Nice smell yeah i know that blts are the only sandwich that you'll eat with mayonnaise on it yeah right only a little bit yeah <laughs> Or turkey, well, turkey clubs too, or whatever oh, clubs. Well, it's basically out. a BLT. So if there with is bacon extra. in the sandwich, you'll have a tad of mayonnaise. Yeah, I guess because the bacon kind of like keeps it from getting soggy. I don't know. Okay. Okay. If you really want to break it down, nothing is worse than a dry sandwich, in my opinion, but okay. All right. So I tried to, like I said, so I tried to find others because I was like, that's kind of a short topic. Um, but I really couldn't find a lot of like origins of strange That's okay, foods. short and sweet. Um, so I did find three little things, um, just like one-liners here. I thought like, you know, cause this was a marketing ploy. So I was like, I wonder what other weird marketing ploys there were for food out there and, and, uh, interesting, interesting stuff. So I found a, just a couple. Did you know my favorite, Dr. Pepper, okay, mm -hmm. in 2011 came out with a slogan, Dr. Pepper, it's not for women. 
<gasps> Can you what? believe that? <laughs> I, I saw I vaguely, the ad myself. <laughs> is that when they were like, the, yeah, I think I remember the commercials, like these guys, like, were they hunting or something in the woods? I, I just saw like the actual like picture. I didn't see a commercial. Oh, but I, I, I feel I, like remember. You can remember the commercial. Vaguely and being like, <laughs> what the? Because I feel like that was around the time that the big pen for her came out, probably yeah. right around mid mid teens. I guess they're just like, let's see what'll happen. And it's funny, <laughs> it's like you you want to cut out half of your entire demographic. Yeah, right. that's smart. It's not for women. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, Dr. Pepper 10. Okay. And I that's was definitely was drinking Dr. Pepper at that time like like crazy. So I can I can uh, attest it was definitely still for oh okay so that's when they were trying to come out with it was like i guess it's like 10 calories and they were trying to market it towards men because typically it's like women that would drink a okay i think if i remember click bizarre but sorry well, this is your topic i didn't look up any extra information for these because that would make the topics way too long yeah yeah but yeah I thought that that was interesting that in 2011, they, I mean, it's literally this big picture of this, this soda, Dr. Pepper, and then it's quote, it's not for women, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's too fragile. Um, Pizza Hut uh, decided to create a brand of their own nail polish. In Australia, they gave them away for Valentine's Day and listen to some of the color titles. You ready? Yeah. Meat. M-E-A-T, me after midnight. And though you need me were two of my personal favorites um, of the different colors of nail polish for the Pizza Hut line. Um, big shock, it didn't really uh, last. In 2008, <laughs> Burger King came out with its own cologne to sell to men. And um, it, it said, quote, the scent of seduction with a hint of flame broiled meat end quote <laughs> <laughs> yummy well, like you're saying the bacon smell throughout your household what what if we could bottle that up and for sell sure it to men? nothing nothing will turn you know women on more oh my goodness and then my last and personal favorite i i don't know if anybody remembers paula dean um um the southern oh of course or chef who had her own tv show and books and all kinds of stuff so she decided to make her own brand of chapstick and her slogan was put a little south in your mouth <laughs> oh lord <laughs> I, I know like clearly i need myself some graham crackers because i just think read that and think other stuff well that, i think they do that on purpose i know but I don't think then it causes controversy. thought of that, but <clears throat> that was the, that's the end of my topic. <laughs> but, well, thank um, you. But that was it. So thank you very much, Andrew, for your email. Yes, if anybody you, else wants to email, um, email us at the part I don't get at gmail.com and we will turn it into a topic. I have another request on the shelf that someone just oh. asked me to do um, okay. that I've been saving for a while, but um you know it's always welcome because yes a lot of the emails have been way better than anything that I, <laughs> I know on my own <laughs> me um, too and it's 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 nice <laughs> yes I got some feedback from a fan um that I needed to use more sources than just wikipedia oh I wonder who that fan was <laughs> <laughs> it's actually um someone I'm gonna marry in a few months <laughs> oh really that's not who I was thinking okay I know I know oh really but... quick I did want to correct myself when you were doing your topic about um like where does like Black History Month come from and how are we educated in the American public um education system about it and things like that and um, you had mentioned the Tulsa massacre and, and you said, I said that I'd seen, I'd heard about that being in a TV show and you said, was it Lovecraft country? And I said, no, I think it was the Watchmen TV show. You were correct. Mm. I was mistaken. It was Lovecraft oh. country. So I did want oh, okay. to correct myself. Good job. Right on the money. I, I recently <laughs> watched it and, um, it was a great episode and they did reference it a lot. 
Um, and in my personal opinion, great TV show. Um, yeah, I need a to lot watch of sci-fi it. out there. So if you're not a big sci-fi fan, um, I'm not sure if you'd like it, but I think you would like it. Cause I yeah, mean, you, I, mean I got watched, through true blood. And that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. That is exactly is what it I was that level. Say. Oh yeah. That's a little further down though. <laughs> oh really? I, I mean, <laughs> well, I guess if, we'll see if you can, if you can watch things like true blood and, and uh, like American horror story and enjoy those kinds of odd sci-fi um, haunted, you know, kind of stranger than fiction things, then I think that you'll be fine. But it was an, a fascinating story. It was, a, you know, it's a, a black centric story about that involved things that really happened, it, yeah. like the Tulsa massacre, which, like I was telling you before, is like Karen from um, my favorite murder podcast mentioned she saw that episode and she was like, "Is this real?" And she that caused her to then look it up and then find out the truth. And and so it's I love stuff like that where they're opening your eyes to realities of what's been out there you know so you yeah correct. stuff we should I was know. mistaken and it is a it, it is a good show it's a great show yeah and, and I'm one of those people I'm like I'm willing to put up with some weird sci-fi stuff as long as there's like a good story to balance it oh, out is, you know and I it think, sounds like yeah. with this there is yeah it's like the yeah. total heart of the story is all is, is about like what it would have been like to be black in America in the 1950s yeah so wow that's really interesting it's got it's got a lot to talk about it's like what showtime or uh, HBO. hbo hbo okay i will so be sure to check that out but we're not getting paid for that either <laughs> but i i as soon as i saw that i was like ah darn it i was wrong i gotta tell <laughs> of course i watched it i know i remember days. i remember thinking like watchmen that's an interesting thing to uh, I, I don't know what i was thinking i don't know what i was thinking but um <laughs> that's okay yeah because, you know, we, we we digest TV shows now in like 48 hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. 36 if you're feeling funky. I know. I'm like, like, I had to rewatch like several seasons of a show because I was like, I don't remember any of this, even though I didn't watch it that long ago. I can only keep up so much. But um, anyway, my topic is actually kind of more in your realm. So you might, you know. Of course, if you have anything to add, you're more than welcome. Well, I am um, a source that is not Wikipedia. <laughs> there we go. I, I found other sources. As a, as a source. <laughs> um, I'm doing doodling and the meaning, oh, like what it means. Great. Thanks. This is a great, great topic. Oh my gosh. I hope I don't can let I, you down. Can I tell you a story? Yes. It's going to be quick. Okay. So I, when I was no. in my psychology class, my psychology and education class it, at, um, in college, and this was the course where my now husband sat in front of me for the entire semester, but I didn't know who he was. And mm -hmm. he, of course, remembers my loud mouth. <laughs> my hand and oh, there she goes the again. Time. Exactly. I, in retrospect, probably everyone in that class hated me because it was like, oh God, will this girl stop talking? Um, but I was, uh, you know, an art major too so I would draw all the time and I would do like all my sketchbook homework in that in that class so I was constantly drawing for like my print I remember I was taking printmaking and out of nowhere the teacher one day calls me out for drawing and she says but this is a good thing and she handed me a Washington Post newspaper she said you keep this if a teacher ever gives you crap for you know doodling or drawing in class you show them yeah. that yeah, and she was saying like all the scientific positive things about doodling and how it helps you listen. Yeah, um, it's very good. George Washington was a doodler, according to that article. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so I am all about this topic. So yeah. honestly, didn't read the article. She gave it to me and kept it folded up. Never. Damn, I, I couldn't find that many like articles. That's too bad. But um, so my sources were uh, uh I guess it's technically a blog, but it's like a scientific blog on harvard.edu called The Thinking Benefits of Doodling, Communicating Symbolically, The Significance of Doodling Between Symbolic Interaction and Psychoanalytic Perspectives by Afnan Katoub, um, an article in Psychology Today, and um, 21 Presidential Doodles by Luca Riley on mentalfloss.com. Um, 
So the definition of doodling is uh, just to scribble or draw aimlessly, um, to play or imp improvise idly while your focus is elsewhere. Okay. Um, it is considered a form of fidgeting. Um, so there's, I'm kind of just going to go, go through uh, why we doodle, which is kind of obvious, but, um, you know, to cope with boredom, frustration, um, allow your unconscious mind to communicate in symbols. Um, and if you're stuck in a place where you don't want to be, it's a way of <laughs> um, communicating when regular expression or verbal expression is not possible. Um, it's believed that it's your unconscious or subconscious or even conscious messages coming out on paper. Oh, um, and it's so many things. <laughs> yeah. And it's a compensation for not being able to speak our minds. Okay, um, it makes sense if you're in a place where you don't want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you think about it, it's something. like, and I, I, I can understand why people get like offended by it. I guess it's like kind of passive aggressive, but. I, oh, even, even me, even I yeah. know exactly how it's helpful but it's hard not to immediately kind of think that when you see someone yeah, doing that. Like, because we're so me. taught in our society about eye contact being important. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like I, I can see that you're doing something right now. I am doodling as you were talking about doodling. Oh, I always wondered, I was like, is she doing an art project? Because I can't really see what it is. Oh, no, um, it's a doodle. This helps me oh. listen to you. Well, well, I'm so glad that I'm doing this topic so I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I actually wasn't going to, but then when you started doing the topic, like, I was like, well, I, I have, have to, now. to doodle now. <laughs> <laughs> Your doodles are probably really good. <laughs> Little Miss Art Teacher. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'll share it with you when I'm done. Okay. Um, and then I'll analyze it for you. Oh, please do. <laughs> um, so... A Polish mathematician named Stanislaw Ulam uh, actually invented what's called the Ulam spiral, and it's a representation of prime numbers. And he did that while doodling at an academic conference. So actual, like real How things have come out Ulam? of. I want to look that up. U L A M. U L A M. Okay. Yes, yeah, Stan Stanislaw, or Ulam spiral is what it's called. Ooh, it looks very cool. Okay. Actually, I don't think I, I'm going to look that up real quick. Um, it looks kind of like, it doesn't actually whoa. look like a spiral, to be honest. It looks more like four triangles intersecting with the center point. There's like a there lot are, of different versions. But there are some on here that do look like a standard spiral. It almost also kind of looks like um, computer code, like the matrix. Yeah. You know? This is way more complicated than I thought. It kind of looks like magic eye to me. So <laughs> this is a mathematical image then? It's uh, it's a representation of prime numbers, but okay. I'm not really sure what that mm -hmm. means. Um, I gotcha. I feel the same. Yeah. So... The, there, uh, as you mentioned, many benefits to um, doodling. For mm -hmm. one, it keeps your brain focused by creating just enough stimulation in your brain to keep yourself from totally spacing out. So it's like uh, your mind kind of gets um, in between being totally conscious to like, I'm tuning this person out. So it's yeah. kind of like, it's like either let me doodle or you're not gonna get anything from me, you know? Um, and I think I remember you mentioning this in one of like when you're taking an education class that like the average attention span is like what 30 minutes, 45 minutes. So they say that it's 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 your age is what they oh. say. So like, like if you're your talking age. to a five year old versus an 18 year old, a five year old can only handle listening to you for five minutes at a time. Yeah. and really absorb that information so like your your explanation has to be short and sweet versus <laughs> like if you were teaching like a college class yeah yeah especially with like tech like phones and everything like people mm -hmm. are just so add mm -hmm. um it's also an emotional outlet to help release anxiety frustration depression um it enhances creativity 
because of, um, like I kind of mentioned before, it allows the, the mind to go into a relaxed state between daydreaming and awareness. And that's where new ideas are born. Or like if you're stuck on a problem, um, doodling can actually help kind of help you have a mental break to come back with, you know, the solution, which I thought was really cool. Yes. Um, like a even, eureka moment kind of, I guess. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Or like, kind of like, oh, I'm going to sleep on it or, you know, something like that, I guess, just giving your brain a mental rest. Um, it even uh, improves memory. So there was a study done in 2009 by Jackie Andrade, uh, where 40 participants were instructed to listen to a voicemail message. Um, half of the participants doodled while listening. And then the other percent or the, the other half did not, they just listened without doing anything. Um, and they found that those that doodled were able to recall 29% more of the information on the voicemail. Awesome. Yeah. So, maybe this and that kind of goes. have a good memory. <laughs> maybe, maybe I need to doodle more. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, the, um, and I, when I was kind of, when I was looking into this, I also looked a little bit into like, um, adult coloring books. Cause I thought this was kind yeah. of in a similar area um and they found that adult coloring books are kind of on the same level where at least with the anxiety and helping your your mind relax yeah um, but they sense. they did they compared drawing coloring and doodling and found that doodling um had the most increased blood flow to areas of the brain that's believed to have to do with the reward system um so it sounds like in comparing i mean they're all beneficial but um doodling was like the the best in terms of getting the most blood flow to those areas of the brain okay yeah never think about it being about the blood flow but i i didn't either yeah yeah i guess because yeah i don't know i can't even go into the science of it because <laughs> that class was really hard in um, <laughs> undergrad nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um so there are, depending on how you doodle and where, like there's all sorts of an analyses on what doodles mean. Um, Ooh, nice. I love so, this kind of stuff. Yeah, this is based, I think a lot of this is like kind of psychoanalytic, which is like Freud. Mm -hmm. um, so is it is it a tad anecdotal then? Like you're not 100% sure? Yeah, I mean, I got this from the article in um the harvard like uh from the harvard article but i i couldn't un like i they weren't citing i think they were just kind of comparing psychoanalytic and then another type of um you know another perspective so i think this was more just um because they have like people who claim that they can analyze your drawings and I remember there was one day where our teacher in college asked us all to draw a tree mm -hmm. and bring it in and I <laughs> I must have spent 10 minutes on my tree whereas my husband spent like freaking hours on of his course. and then I remember her talking about so we had to put them up all on the wall and then she sat there and then read this thing about what your tree means like does it have a swing does it have a hole in it um, oh, is wow. it like the cotton ball? Apparently, if it's the cotton, that's the only part I remember. The cotton ball top means that you haven't been trained in artistic ability. Well, there was fair. one person in the class that that's had a cotton so ball embarrassing. tree, so I thought it was so funny. Oh my uh, god! But then, like when I started doing things like art therapy, I was totally ready for my art therapist to like ob like observe and analyze every little line that I drew, and it was nothing. So. I don't know. Well, she didn't watch you draw. She did. Um, but then I like was like, okay, what does this mean? <laughs> She's like, well, what does it mean to you? You know, like mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I was well, like, oh, maybe right. she, she wanted to you to get those subconscious uh, thoughts flowing so that you could be more open and, you know, more likely to hear what she's saying. I guess. <laughs> And I thought for sure she was going to be like having all these prompts, you know, like, like the tree. Thing. Yeah. I had a lot of pre dispositions as to what it was going to be like. And it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. It's, it's hard when there's no direction whatsoever. Cause then you're exactly. like, exactly. You're like, okay. 
you're like especially if you know she's watching you that's yeah but i mean in a way that is what a doodle is right yeah yeah i think she just i think she probably did that on purpose and and wanted to see what came out and my genius is what came out yeah yeah maybe she sold them on the side you know (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's uh again it's it was hard to string out like okay were these like studies done but i think this is more uh like you said anecdotal and just more like the belief of people from the psychoanalytic perspective um because this would be really hard to like just concretely prove yeah Mm -hmm. um but they say that pressing heavily on the paper means the doodler has energy lighter doodlers are optimistic and gentle and then the ones that have medium pressure are (laughs) stable slash balanced personality which is like okay i guess i could see where you would draw that conclusion okay i have energy Um, right now um the position i thought this was interesting was uh position of where you doodle uh, tells something about you. Um, So the top of the paper means you're a daydreamer and that you're imaginative and optimistic. Whereas the bottom of the paper means you're productive, materialistic, uh, and you seek accomplishment. And then the center means you're careful, clear thinker with poised social presence. <laughs> it's very specific. All right. Well, um, I'm the bottom of the paper. Okay. So you're, 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 you seek a com- bleh, accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're materialistic though, but no, yeah. I'm just the bottom of the paper tonight. Oh, okay. Oh, so, <laughs> oh, so you're, uh, you're, you change it up. I'm drawn at the bottom of the paper right I'm now. I'm almost, so yeah. I'm almost always. I'm like looking for doodles. I feel like I'm always like the top. I think I'm at the top right. usually. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you think about it, that's where the headers are on a worksheet or yeah. a letter. Cause you don't want to draw like on the actual, whatever it is. That's where the margins know? are. So usually yeah. Yeah, on the side or on the top, but right now I am at the bottom. Okay. Maybe it depends on your mood. Um, so the left-hand side means you're shy, introverted and socially reserved. Um, so that'll explain why, you know, I'm, although, you know, I'm also left-handed, left-handed, so I don't know. No, but like I, I do, I think most of my doodles are on the left-hand side. I'll have to look through my extensive doodling book and get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the right-hand side means you're extroverted and energetic, ambitious, planning for, for the future. So, um, in terms of shapes, uh, I thought this was interesting too, the, cause I, I always do boxes, uh, boxes and cubes. Oh no, I do more cubes, uh, means you're practical, hardworking, um, squares are, um, your solid and practical personality, but you may need stability and security in relationships, okay. I guess. Cause it's that box is not complete, you know, no. <laughs> Um, triangles, uh, this, this is, it says drawn by males to show strong personality. Like, okay. Okay. Only, only men. Take a glance. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're a strong male. Congrats. And you, you are searching for intellectual and straight up triangles on this paper. (laughs) That's pretty good. You did that all just now. Yeah just triangles and rectangles oh, oh your marker's re- really your marker's really big that's why i thought you like colored it in i was like oh my okay. gosh you gotta use the big marker man yeah that's coloring cool. it in with a little marker that's the pits you gotta yeah use that's when marker. you're that's when your arm starts cramping up exactly but um, um does it say anything about rectangles you know it didn't i'm guessing that would go with the the boxes and the squares okay. makes sense um circles oh sorry a circle too oh you know what because you kind of did this a triangle within a triangle is a reflection of threat (laughs) (laughs) what is that so you're threatened although yours were i feel like you're since yours were dotted triangles maybe you're like open (laughs) maybe you're not that threatened (laughs) i don't know yeah it's like a dash line around the triangle yeah so you're like maybe there's some caution but you're not totally threatened 
don't know. Um, that's my analysis, but <laughs> thank um, you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, um, circles mean you're loving, honest, and trying to clear up conflict. I, I mean, I can agree with that. Circle is a, is a very positive shape, in my opinion. Yeah, and it goes with like infinity and mm-hmm. oh no, that's the eight sign. Eight, Circle never mind. But yeah, it never ends. So it's like continuous. I mean, um, how many minister speeches have we heard at a wedding about <laughs> the wedding ring being a circle and how it symbolizes <laughs> the never ending love and commitment? Mm-hmm. You need to copyright that quote. I know, my goodness. It's like, it should be when simple, I marry not you a at your 10 year reunion, I'm going <laughs> to say that. Good. Well, you know, you better, you better say it really really good (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i will say it so goodly you've never heard anything as good i don't know where i was going with that sentence it's it's, like that part of the detox okay the part of the office where mike (laughs) michael says he's like sometimes i start a sentence and i don't even know where i'm going (laughs) i just hope that i can find it in the middle while i'm talking that is so me so there's some like I just I saw that tonight earlier. He's like, sometimes I start t- talking and saying, that I can, I don't know who that is in there, but that is not <laughs> David Wallace. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Oh, so keep stars. Trying, keep I'm, I'm trying to go stars, <laughs> diamonds. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. You want to mute yourself over there? Uh, I sorry. will mute you so fast. No, <laughs> um, stars slash diamonds slash hexagons slash ladders all Whoa. equal ambitious and high achievers. The ladder, I get the ladder, yeah. and then are they trying to say because like you reach for the stars? I guess and I love diamond is like a diamond ring. It's like a materialistic thing. Yeah, or you want to be rich or something, mm-hmm. but. For me, the star, I always like doing it because you don't have to lift your hand off the paper. <laughs> and it was like, I nice. think it's like a childhood. I feel like it's like one of the, I don't know, the first things you learn in, like, as a kid. I was said stars is that children that I've come across love drawing stars. They're very drawn to stars. Yeah, it's diamonds. just very. It's like a playful shape. Yeah. Um, food apparently means you're capacity for sensuality and uh specifically fruit means embracing life absorbing experiences and a high sex drive and as you actually this ties our topics together erotic thoughts so maybe well then i guess because you're going on your anti-fruit oh. right now and mr graham Oh you know, my God, those it all in there. Oh my goodness. Look at that. Our, our topics have never connected that way before. That's oh my really cool. goodness. Well, Mr. Graham would agree. Maybe he, uh, came he from, would like, agree. This school of he absolutely would agree with this. Oh, you know what? I wonder if it has anything to do with the idea of like Adam and Eve or Eve <gasps> took the apple. That is so true. Yeah, That's that evil apple. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How well, much has that apple been blamed for? My God. That evil apple. I know. And then they give them to teachers. Keeps the doctor away, man. (laughs) I know. Um, Doesn't fall far from the tree. (laughs) 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 Um, Wow, we are special tonight. Um, Hearts equal love. Oh, go figure. Oh my gosh, this is groundbreaking. Who would have thought? I know these people (laughs) were way ahead of their time. (laughs) Um, Human figures, if it's a child that the person draws, they have a need for guidance, innocence, and they are unaware of their need for personal growth. Unaware? Oh my God. I don't think I've ever drawn. Yes. I've never drawn someone who had a specific age in a doodle. Yeah. Yeah, well, there have been times when, like, if it was a teacher, I would draw them, but that apparently is not a doodle because it's like if it's pre conceived about it. Okay, okay. Yeah, if you're like, if you constantly think I'm going to draw this, then it's not a doodle, even if it's like, well, then this is not what I'm drawing now. It's not a doodle, then that's a shame. 
Well, the triangle thing was, right? This was planned out. Yeah. I thought about it. I thought I'm going to draw well, this. Okay. I mean, you know, doodle-ish, I guess. Doodle-ish. <laughs> we'll give I'll you a little it. credit. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. But uh, big eyes means sensitive personality. Uh, small eyes means you're an introvert and closed and that you refuse to reflect into your inner self. No. Which I'm like, okay. That's heavy. Yeah. Uh, leaves apparently have a, uh, and, and I've drawn leaves before. They, I love and, drawing leaves. They're easy. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes with the diamond shape too. That's you know? true. Um, that means you have a love of nature. Uh, pointed leaves means you do not take criticism well. Whereas round leaves mean you are happy and have a sense of humor and vivid imagination. All right. Makes sense. I draw the pointed leaves. M- me too. <laughs> me too. I feel like you take criticism well. I really not so much. Mm-mm. I don't I know. Maybe so it, defensive. Maybe it has to come from a certain person, I guess, or you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you you take. I know when it comes from you, you know. it comes from a place of love. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not from someone you don't know well. That's different. But I mean, that's you don't know me. Yeah, you don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> um. And angels means if you draw an angel, that means you have a need for guidance for a crucial decision, or you are dealing with emotions about death, heaven, and the afterlife. That is so specific. I know. And it just kind of angels feels like- Angels and leaves, fruit. Yeah. Very specific. I've never, actually, maybe I have drawn an angel. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I wouldn't draw Every something like that because people might- wings, An angel gets its wings. That's just all I think about is like Christmas time. Yeah, just like, you know, people, you don't want to draw anything that might be misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows what people would think. <laughs> um, That's an interesting thing is like, what are people able to see you doodling? Does that have anything to do with it? If people are watching? Yeah. Because usually people are doodling. Are they doodling by themselves? Are they doodling... Yeah, I would think to get the ultimate doodle, you need to think that no one's watching, you know? Yeah. Because I know if, if someone's watching me, I'm going to, exactly. well, I'd probably just stop, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so some, they actually have a book, because you mentioned this before, of uh, presidential doodles. And, oh, gosh. Um, they actually collected them? Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's it's really interesting because some of them were like pretty good. Um, and they're very, very random, but <laughs> I'll just sure name a, a few. Um, Thomas Jefferson uh, has a doodle of a macaroni machine. Uh. Literally a machine that makes macaroni because I think <laughs> he saw it somewhere on a trip and then he was like fell in love with it. That and is then, so funny because that was, oh my God, we are having a Twilight Zone <laughs> episode tonight. Because when I was looking for the list of the food origins, macaroni and cheese came up on there and it mentioned several times how much Thomas Jefferson was a fan of macaroni. He loved and his cheese. macaroni and cheese. Oh my he, goodness gracious. Had it at the White House. Yeah. It's so funny. Hey, I mean, who, who doesn't love good bowls of macaroni and cheese? I know. Because it was talking about like, the like you know like how old it's actually like way older than we would think apparently really? but i mean oh. i mean it's got to be old it's pasta and cheese i mean that's that's yeah ancient to me yeah and it's probably you know pretty cheap and easy. yeah um so andrew jackson uh doodled alligators and turtles <laughs> very okay. specific um <laughs> oh this one's good james garfield one of his was like it was his like family tree but it was hot dogs like representing the family members (laughs) what did you say about the food was that so regular foods not sexual desires just fruit that's all they said no they actually said regular food was what was it um capacity for sensuality oh andrew Mr. Garfield. I mean, I feel like a hot dog is pretty phallic. It, yeah, it so. is. You are absolutely correct. Oprah and in that, bun, really... in that bun. Mm-hmm. And you just talked about hot dogs. Look at this overlap. Oh my God. I'm telling you, crazy. He had no idea that it was a carcin- 
carcinogenic at that time. <laughs> <laughs> they're just eating them like no, they did he get Did he end up getting colorectal cancer? I don't know. How much um, processed I meat? No I mean, honestly, though, when he was around, was the hot dog as processed? Yeah, was it and, bad back then. Yeah, as it is now probably not. I'm probably not. Not. Yeah, probably not. I'm gonna guess not. <laughs> uh, Warren G. Harding, who was ranked the worst president of all time. Really? Now, when was that list made? Oh, this. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I've I've never heard of him, so it must have been a while ago. Um, yeah, I think it needs to be updated. <laughs> um, he drew like a peacock, um, which was there wasn't anything peacock? about. Not really. Okay. Um, I'll I'll put the link on the website or on our our Facebook page to show. Um, Herbert Hoover drew stars, spirals, and shapes. He was known as a quote chronic doodler. <laughs> okay so he must have been paying attention a lot because of all the doodling and he that was helped him. probably pretty darn bored yeah can you imagine like i mean you're just probably in constant meetings mm-hmm. that's probably why they have so many doodles yeah it's weird though i feel like if i were president i would be like afraid to be caught doodling you know i mean and, i like, think these men could have done whatever they wanted that's true <laughs> they'd be like um I mean, the one had meetings on the toilet. <laughs> but I mean, like, you're you're making, like... And he would refer to his genitals of... while he was on the toilet. Ew. So, I mean... Was that Taft? No, it was... Um... Oh, God. I don't know. I would have to look it up. Okay. Uh, so I'll keep going. Dwight D. Eisenhower... Um he had really good ones he did swords boats and then it it, it was oh, kind it was of like johnson oh, okay oh Lyndon yeah B. Um, johnson oh he's on here too but um yeah do <laughs> we're I de- discussing art of the toilet power meeting <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry yeah eisenhower had um it, i guess it was supposed to be him it kind of looked like a almost like a mannequin it was just like a very rough sketch of a so it wasn't a, a child it was an adult no it was not a child figure. but the belly button was very high that's something i noticed but everything else was quite good i would say but you can be a better judge of that you know that's funny because when i was learning about like um the evolution of how children draw like from it's called the pre-schematic to the schematic um oh, I even remember that. small kids like really young children include the belly button it's it's weird I guess usually it's easy. the first thing you'd see kids do, and I have old drawings that I drew, it's a circle with four lines coming out of it. So it's like the arms and the yeah. legs. And even then they'll put a little dot symbolize <laughs> the belly button. Isn't that weird? That's it's interesting. like they almost like instinctively know that it's somehow connected to like yeah, the Yeah, that's cord. what gave them food. I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah, they like <laughs> to include the belly button in even like when they're super young. Wow, interesting um jfk would write uh words over and over um he would write words like communism poverty unemployment and then cheese wow (laughs) he must have been really really stressed out and hungry all these yeah all these like intense words cheese he's like i need some cheese give me some give me some of that macaroni and cheese from thomas jefferson's machine oh my goodness is it still um, around? I know it's been a little while. <laughs> Crank it out. <laughs> um, LBJ uh, wrote, uh, his were weird. It was like an octopus that was smoking a cigarette. Makes and then sense. it was a lot of like, I guess it was like a, a centaur. Is that what they're called? Like when the animal. Like the human and the horse? Yeah. It was like an animal slash human. And it was like breathing smoke on a UFO. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's really funny. I know. A little surrealist over here. I know. Like, some sort of sci-fi um richard nixon drew triangles so he was a strong male okay just like you and then finally (laughs) uh bill clinton um did a dragon and then a chef cooking something and then maybe it looked like a cartoon of maybe him like a caricature type thing but yeah i want to know the person that that went in after these doodles was like 
can I just take a look at that? It's probably, like, I wonder if it. someone went through the trash or maybe it was like I an guess. or something. Yeah. Like this will but... be important one day. <laughs> <laughs> this macaroni yeah, right? machine's really going to mean something I one mean, you day. Could, it, you know, anything by president, you know, that's worth something. Yeah, that's I true. I mean, there is the presidential pet museum too. I mean, there's there you go. probably a presidential everything museum. Shit museum. <laughs> <laughs> Don't flush that. I <laughs> hope not. Ugh, yeah but gross. that's uh that's my topic so yeah <laughs> that was a Thank great you guys topic for i'll Thank show you. you my finished design okay and i'll explain it oh my gosh it's a lot of color so it's a black two black triangles with uh dotted triangles on the outside that are different colors that's really yeah. cool this is actually i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest it's not my idea so this is oh, inspired. plagiarism, huh? That's this cute. is inspired by a really famous artist named um, Alma Woodsy Thomas, who who essentially made a lot, a lot, a lot of huge, large scale paintings like that. So I thought of oh. her artwork, and I was like, I like, I like all the color. Me. Yeah, they didn't talk about like use of color or anything. I guess they assume most people just don't have that, you know. Yeah. Handy. So, I mean, I definitely went into mine with some intention. So, I don't yeah. know. If it's well, you got the supplies there. I mean, but why it's not a use fendrum. it? Yeah. All so. right. Well, that was a great topic. I think we Thank had a you. fantastic episode. Uh, yeah. I like your topic as well. You, you always get me on food. Okay. You can, I, I can talk about food all day. I know. Mm, you're singing my song. Yeah. All right. So check us out on Facebook at this is the part I don't get and check us out on Instagram at this is the part I don't get and email us, email us, please <laughs> thumbs up, like, and subscribe too. We haven't said that in a while. Yeah. You gotta yes. do, you gotta actually give us subscribe, a, give us five stars and you gotta give us the ratings. Cause that's really what matters way please. more than the listens. Um, apparently. So yeah. Oh, so if you have like, if you just paid a bunch of people to like, uh, give you five stars, like but no one Yelp listened. Reviews? Yeah, <laughs> sure. We need some fake Yelp reviews right. on our, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's podcast. go to Craigslist and hire some people. But. <laughs> All right. All right. I will see Good you night. later. Bye. Bye.